Hello everyone and welcome to Upland Outdoor Adventures where we talk about the birds, the dogs, the gear, the people, the places, and most importantly the adventures. I'm Josh and my co-host is my lovely wife Leslie. Hi y'all. Well this week we, we're going to be flying by the seat of her pants this week. We've got people to interview. We've got um, podcasts uh, lined up to do but this week we're actually going to Basically, it's a pre-Kansas trip. We're leaving for Kansas uh, Thursday evening. Yeah, and it feels really weird to be doing this podcast right now because it feels like it's been a million years since we did the last one. Even though we put one out every week, we did the interview with um, Tyler Tyler on what, Wednesday? That was a couple weeks ago or something, yeah. Yeah, and so we usually, the podcast doesn't come out till Monday, so... It's been like a week and a half since we sat down and we've done this, yeah. and so it feels like we had to like sit here and get get our bearings before we even got started, <laughs> and before we just kind of whipped everything out and got going. Yeah, so uh, this week's basically going to be a pre-Kansas trip. Um, let y'all know where to find us. Um, actually, before we get started, there's no crickets this week, by the way. The crickets are gone. The crickets are gone. Uh, and no, it's not just the change in weather. No, it's not just the change in weather. We've actually, <coughs> excuse me, we've actually picked up a couple sponsors and got more in the pipeline and work. So uh, we've got, um, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Dakota 283 Kennels. Not only are we sponsored by the Dakota 283 Kennel Company, we actually use Dakota, Dakota 283 Kennels. And they're awesome. They're, well, they yeah, look we love great. Them. They're yep. easy to maneuver in and out of the truck when you need to, but yep. they're like solid. I mean, because those dogs, they are like digging and roughing around in there. Well, I was build, building a new pigeon coop on the farm we bought the other day, and I was using I was using one of them as a, as a ladder, as a step ladder. And I mean, solid as a rock. And not only are they solid as a rock, you don't have to break your back loading them in and out of the truck. Um, they're rotomoted just like uh, a lot of the other kennels on the market. Um, they've got a stainless steel latch system on them, which is super stout. I love the latch system, uh, steel gate. It's it's awesome. They're, I mean, for they're the money. They're roomy. Oh yeah. I mean, we there's a picture on Instagram and Facebook. I think if you looked at our Instagram or Facebook, which you should, by the way, of um one of the dogs jumped in with the other dog. Oh, oh it was Oakley, Brian's dog. Yeah. Jumped in our kennel with um Octa. Octa. And so both GSPs are in that kennel together and and Oakley's a pretty big GSP. Yep. And they had so much room in there they didn't like each other being in there together, but I'm just saying like and if I you had go- to shove two in there at any point is doable. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all a, a, a thing about a Dakota 283 kennel is you can downsize and still have as much inside space. I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and throw out. We we had the double wall rotomoted kennel that is you know pretty popular. Everybody knows the brand. I'm not gonna say the brand. Very nice kennel. It's a very nice kennel. Six hundred bucks. Um, it was an intermediate size. When I went to Dakota two eighty three, I downsized to the medium. So not only do you have a better selling point on the Dakota two eighty three as a price point, you've also you can downsize and they'll save you even more money. With the same inside space, so the the other double walled rotomoted kennel that a lot of people is familiar with, I had to use an intermediate downsize 
to a Dakota 283 medium, and Tyler was one that was telling me about this um, before I, I talked to Tyler before I ordered mine. He said, "Dude, get mediums." I got the medium, the same inside measurements on the medium Dakota 283 as the other double walled rotomoted candles. So not only have you got the same size, not only are you saving money buying a Dakota 283, you're also getting to downgrade. So you save even that much more money. You get to downsize the kennels and you're saving. It, it's a win-win. I mean, I love them. Mine's blaze orange. I've got two of them right now. Yeah, they're good looking kennels. Yep. Uh, Dakota 283 has that really nice little logo that looks like a... Um, um, uh, uh, shotgun shell. Yeah, shotgun shell. It looks like the whole, and, it looks like um, the brass of a shotgun yeah, shell. Yeah, and um, so Josh and I, um, as you know, if you've listened to our previous podcast, we haven't had any sponsors until now, and so y'all are used to hearing crickets yeah. at this moment. <laughs> and so everything that we've purchased, we've purchased because we wanted to purchase it, yep. and we did our research, and we had our reasons, and not because anyone has tried to sway us in any one direction. And so one of the reasons for the Dakota 283 was, like Josh said, the measurements. Because like a lot of people, we've been looking at how to organize the back. Josh, we've got a Lear top on the back of the truck, which is awesome. And um, we want to do the, um, what are what are they called with the drawers and the... Um, the deck. Yeah, we want to do a decking system. And so... We were worried about the height and the way that we could get it open the doors to the kennels and stuff if they were on a decking system. And so we were looking at looking for something that was a little shorter but could give us the same room. And that's what the 283 has done for us. Because yep. we, um, I literally like Googled all the kennels that we were interested in, yep. several different brands. And I got all the dimensions and I put them in a comparison and we looked at yep. them together. And this kennel was the one that was going to give us the right amount of space, but the outside dimensions would be short enough that we could stack up the way we wanted to on top of a decking system and not waste any space. Yep, yep. And so, um, so honestly, we made that purchase before, yeah, before Dakota we 283 yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, reached out, or like we talked to them about a sponsorship. And so... Um, it feels really good to have a sponsor that we yeah. we love their product already. Yep. And I mean, so um, our review is like one hundred percent honest and yeah, non biased, non biased. Yep. And and honestly, the other kennel we had was great. Yeah, we it was loved great. It. It just, but it was for heavy. us and our it was needs, so dang heavy. This is better because it isn't as heavy, and we can um, put two in there side by side and mm -hmm. put it on a decking system and get what Still we need. Still have clearance. Yep. Yeah. And Greg Cronkite just—it was funny. We hadn't even thought. We had sent out a couple sponsorship letters a couple months ago when we first started the podcast in August. Yeah. And just driving down the road, ho hum, and Greg Cronkite calls and and says, tells me who he is, and I think, you know, of course, I'm like, hey man, what's going on? We start chatting, and he says, hey, I want to work with y'all, and so uh, I had him on speakerphone. Uh, I was in my, uh, I've got a, a GMC Sierra four wheel drive, and um, a newer truck, but anyways, we were driving down the road and had him on the speaker. It come over the truck, and and Leslie the whole time she was sitting there grinning, smiling, you know, because. You know, Greg's calling and, and we're starting to get feedback and and these sponsors are starting to contact us and seeing they're seeing how good the podcast is doing, which we really, really 
appreciate all the listeners and we'll get into that a little deeper later but greg cronkite calls and says hey man i want to work with y'all you know this is what we can do and i'm like let's go for it wide open so you know that that's it we've we've got our uh, first sponsor and not three days later um we've got another sponsor uh cable gangs right so and the way that came about was the same way i mean we're looking at what what do we need you know we we're really interested in a chain gang system for yeah, the dogs uh, and yep, tie outs for dogs yeah yep. and so um it led to a conversation which led to yeah another sponsorship opportunity and so um so things have it's been a great week yeah and some really cool things have been happening and a lot of progression with mm-hmm. us and not just with that but like josh said we'll get to the listener situation in a minute but um you know last week was awesome tyler's so fun to talk to that was a great yeah, podcast we did have a great podcast um, cable gangs by the way um a great uh brennan a guy in uh and louisiana owns a company brennan super nice guy we got to chat and and i was interested in looking for a tie-out gang because like i said when you take a take a string of five dogs to kansas where you you know 15 hours away from your home you got to have some time you don't want to keep them in the dog trailer all the time so uh um and I this was, is, will be the first time we've done that what's that right taking that as many dogs as we're taking yeah when i yeah last year i took uh two or three this year i'm taking five so yeah i mean it's i i, I just wanted to I was in the market for, you know, a tie-out system, like I said, and done a lot of searching and, and found cable gangs. And I really liked, really liked the, the quality that I saw, the craftsmanship. Um, we are getting a 3 galvanized cable. The one he's sending us is a 3 galvanized cable with, um, it, it's, it's vinyl coated, of course. And I think it's like, uh, it's a five dog. Yeah, it's a five dog system. So, um, the craftsmanship all snap brass uh, all brass snaps i think we got 20 inch i think yeah i think we got 20 inch um lee or 20 inch um what am i trying to think of here each dog's got a 20 inch um, tether to the main line so uh, and they're spaced out i think his are i said six feet apart so i was wanting mine but th- these six things feet apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to social distance dogs. <laughs> it's COVID ready. Um, I've got a, my hands bleeding at this moment. And it's yeah, reason that's we're, why he's like. That's the reason we're kind of sound scatterbrained like, right now. My hands bleeding. I, do, I ran off to get a band-aid, which our uh, podcast room is like connected kind of weird to our bathroom. It's funny, but anyway. But yes, yeah, I'm sorry. We kind of sounded, sound kind so of scattered So maybe Band-Aid right will sponsor us next Maybe week. Band-Aid will sponsor us. She's putting a Band-Aid on me as we speak. I just look down and it looks like a crime scene here yeah, on my hand. Don't worry. Oh. I am not a doctor, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn last week. <laughs> Word. We're Just good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Cable Gangs, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, that's C-A-B-L-E Gangs, G-A-N-G-Z. With a Z. Yep, with a Z. Cable Gangs with a Z. Uh, tell Brennan we sent you. Patreons. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We got, we're going to have coupon codes for that. We're going to have a, we have got a coupon code for Dakota 283 Kennels. Um, patrons, oh. patrons jump on board. We've got coupon codes for you guys. I've got a, I've got a funny, can I, can I do my funny? 
Yeah, let me go ahead and say he first. He has no idea what I'm about to do. I don't. So, but let me go ahead and first say, go to Facebook on just search us Upland Adventures, or excuse me, Upland Outdoor Adventures on Facebook. Go to Instagram, Upland underscore OA, and you can email us at UplandOA at gmail.com. That's a way to get a hold of us. I know everybody's wanting to get a hold. We've been getting a bunch of feedback, and I'm very, very pleased and She's sitting here looking at me, staring at me, right? She's got something that she's going... She's sneaking this in on me. She, now, this I, is, I, now you're building it up, and it's not going to be as funny, because it's really dorky. But, okay, what we got? Okay, so since we can't have the crickets anymore, and I know that some people have already said, like, that's a bummer. We thought the crickets were funny, and now we're not going to have yeah, that. Yeah, that, that I announced with our first sponsor the other day, and I got a feedback instantly. It says... Oh, man, we really like the crickets. That was super cool. <laughs> so, We're not going to hear them no more. So, um, so I, I think I have us a theme song. Oh, Mother of Mary, here we go. I, and and I think you're going to like it. She's, are you ready? I guess I'm ready. Uh-oh, hang on. Yeah, now she's, she's, she thinks she's slick. She tried to open it up and is playing an ad. Get ready. Oh we are going. <laughs> she, she, Wee's, we in the big leagues. <laughs> Not really. She never ceases to amaze me. I guess we're moving on up like the Jefferson since we've got a couple of sponsors. Um, by the <laughs> way, um, going to go ahead and tell you, you can also, if you like what you hear, and we're getting a ton of feedback, our listener base has grown exponentially. Um, so I know somebody out there is liking our, um, I don't know what you call it, goofiness or know. unbiased opinions. You or know, good times are hard to come by some right now. I good guess. times I are know. hard to come by. The election's past us. Is it, It's not really past us, is it? We're, kinda, we're not even going to talk about it because guess what? We're going hunting next week. We are. Or this week. Uh, yeah. So it don't matter who gets elected. We're, we're all still going to go hunting this year. I can promise you that. Um, so, um, Patreon, if you like what I was, if you like what you're hearing and you want to, uh, help your support the cause, pay the bills, basically what I'm saying and, and what we got to do to keep this on air, um, go to patreon.com. It's www.patreon.com. Search up on outdoor adventures. We have coupon codes. Um, we're not just talking about it now. Also, our patron hunt. We, we need to start mentioning this a little bit more. Well, I think maybe we should have a here. Not this. Not next week's podcast because that's going to be probably a really um, action-packed one. But maybe two weeks from now, we can give some more details and talk a little bit more about a patron hunt. But um, we might actually y'all have, we a, have patrons. I mean, come on. What's that? And we have patrons. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. And so join the patrons because like I can tell you right now, I've got an order of license plates that I've got to pick up this week that we can yep. start shipping some out to our patrons. To, to some patrons and we can uh we're gonna put some up for sale too. I mean we you know, we're not gonna it costs money to if make y'all these are things. Wondering what these, <laughs> but if y'all are wondering what these license plates look like, go on our Instagram, upland under underscore OA and she's actually taking a picture of the license plate on the front of my GMC. So you'll you'll know exactly the the plates we're making. If you don't have a short hair, let us know. We'll we'll have a setter, a English pointer, yeah, whatever. We're already I mean, looking at if you've doing even some different if you're even going to go as low as Ron Bame and get a Brock, uh, you know, a, 
We'll even dude. I'll get put you a bra. I'll put you a weenie dog on there. If you all you got to do to get a bra. I got to do. Ron Bame, I hope you're listening to this. All you got to do to make a brock is to get a red bone or not a red bone, but a bloodhound and cut the tail off of it. No, the brock's even got. Yeah, just get a red bone and or uh, excuse me, a bloodhound put on there because the shadow of a bloodhound looks just like a brock. Hey, I love you, Ron. <laughs> Go to Patreon.com to become a patron. <laughs> yes, and. As always, remember that for less than the cost of a cup of coffee a day, you can support your favorite podcaster. It's a dark, cold hotel room we live in. We need patrons. (laughs) Get us out of this dark, cold hotel room. Hey, everybody, we love what we do, and apparently people love uh, listening to what we do, unfortunately, and I don't know why, but our, like I said, our listeners are growing exponentially. Um, we've got a bunch of German listeners. We have got a ton of people listening in Germany, Finland, Canada. I mean, there's three countries outside the U.S., not to mention our listener base in the U.S. Also, when you listen to this podcast, don't just stream it. When you listen to it, when you open it up on uh, Apple Podcasts, I know you can just tap on it and listen to the to the podcast. Push that little download icon to the right side. Um, even if you erase it after you download it, maybe uh, after you listen to it, download it and then listen. Because we actually don't get correct feedback unless you actually download the podcast. So, I mean, even though we've got thousands of, of listeners that work, Mm, excuse me. That are that, downloading. Yeah, that, that are downloading it. There's a ton more that just pushes the podcast and lets it play. And that's called a stream. And if you don't download it, we don't know you're listening to it. So go over there to the right-hand side and push the download icon when it comes up on Apple Podcast or Spotify, Stitch, or whatever you're listening on. Download it. And then if you want to um, erase it when you get through to keep from jamming your phone up, which a podcast is takes up absolutely no room in your phone. Um uh, you can do that, but go over and download it and subscribe. We like to hear, we, you know, we want you to subscribe to all of our stuff. That way it automatically pops up. It's bird season. There's a lot of people taking trips. Um, be a great time to uh, listen to that. We have, we're getting, we're worse than Ron Bain. It's 18 minutes and 30 seconds, 18 minutes and 28 seconds into this podcast. And we have not even got into the podcast yet. I mean, whatever. we are getting bad hey no but seriously though i mean there you're gonna run out of podcasts to listen to you're you're gonna have to listen to us on these trips whether you like it or not (laughs) and like i said the other day i think it was on instagram i said or no i think it was on facebook and on my personal facebook i said Y'all take a listen, download this podcast, and uh, if you like it, listen to them all and keep listening. If you don't like it, spam everyone you hate with it. I mean, whatever you got to do. That is the best idea ever, just spam yeah, everybody with them. Yeah, just spam everyone with us. Yes. <laughs> there you go, spam it. Um, actually, uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to talk about Kansas this week. We're headed to Kansas. We're going to talk about a lot of other stuff. We are freewheeling it right now. We've got no mm-hmm. outlines wrote down. First podcast we've done, just, just freewheeling it. So bear with us, but it's going to be hopefully fun and informative. Um, we're leaving Thursday night at, uh, well, as soon as Brian gets off work um, in the evening. And we're driving all night long. Um, um, you got a mouse in your pocket? Oh my gosh. I'm driving all night long. Me and Brown are driving all night long. 
I'm not. Leslie's going to lay in the back seat and sleep. Mm-hmm. She's done give us fair warning. Yeah. Somebody's got to shoot when we get there. Open disclosure. I'm about full disclosure. I will be sleeping. And uh, those two, who knows? But I'll be sleeping. We're pulling a dog trailer, so it probably best if she just sleeps. And- yeah. Um, although I should probably set an alarm to make me wake up every so often to make sure you still have gas because I don't want to go through that again. Well, you'll hear the, yeah, and plus, you probably won't have to have an alarm because when I start dozing and you hear rumble strips, that'll probably keep don't you awake. Don't say that because he knows, <laughs> he knows because I sleep enough in the vehicle when we're traveling. He knows if he hits that rumble strip that I will jump out of my skin and like, it's like instant wake up when we like, were headed to the up she woke up like i don't know she slept like probably and i usually say something don't i don't i say what do i usually say because I, I know i do i, know I don't know I but say she something. she uh, she slept like 98 percent on 99 percent of the trip up <laughs> and she she woke up and she said you know what i really must trust your driving more than anybody she said because i've never been able to sleep with nobody while they're driving she said but I just trust you so much you're sleeping. She said, I'd never wake up. She said, I just fall asleep. And she would literally like sleep like four or five hours at a time and wake up. And what does a woman say when they wake up? I've got to pee. Yeah. So that's pee- about the only Don't time. Don't let him fool you. He pees way more than that's the only time we. Wa- that's the only time we stopped is when we have, you know, that's well, the only time when she was awake, excuse me, I when just, she had I'm, to use I'm just worried about the dogs. I'm making sure they're getting Yeah. Anyways, um, we're headed to Kansas Thursday night. We're going to Northwest Kansas. We're going to be within, I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to give our location exactly because I don't expect anybody else to, but we're going to be in Northwest Kansas, basically, is where we're going to start. We are f- basically freewheeling this trip also, just like we did... Uh, in, in Michigan, Michigan, in Upper, yeah, in Upper Peninsula grouse hunting. And so, I mean, a bird hunter knows To what an extent. I feel like we've done more planning this time. We have. Well, we've got some hunts lined up, and we'll go into that just a, in, in a little bit too. But yeah. we have got a couple of hunts lined up with some people out there. We've got some... We've got a huge possible sponsor that we've got a meeting set up with, yeah. which is... I don't know if it'll be a title. Can't talk about it. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be a title sponsor, but it it is on a lot of podcasts. But it's huge. But we can't talk about that. But just look forward to that. Go to Patreon, be a patron, and uh, see what happens. You'll see what happens. Um, But well, we had an interview. Um, when was it that we talked to um the Kansas Department of Wildlife Parks Wildlife and Tourism. And parks and Tourism. <laughs> it's the Jeez. K. It's the KWPDT or KWDPT or something other. Kansas. It's a, it's a big, huge acronym. The state. Yeah, it's their DNR basically. Uh, we done uh, Jeff Pendergrast. We had yeah. him on. Uh, it was a few podcasts ago. And yeah. We're going to meet up with him while we're out there. Yep, we're going to meet up with him and Hunt while we're out there. We've stayed in. I mean, that that's the thing too. Like, I mean, we'll have people on the podcast, and we have people lined up that we still know that we're talking to in the future and stuff. But we talked to these people, on, not just about the podcast and to get them on the podcast. We talked to them. Oh yeah. You know, just for our own informational oh, yeah. purposes and. And, you know, we just stay in touch with everybody. And, yeah. and I love that. I love how doing this podcast has formed relationships so quickly oh, yeah. between us and other people. And how now we're like, we have, it's like nothing like 
throughout the day to get a few text messages yeah. or, or messages on Facebook or whatever from yep. these people that that we've met through, you know, this endeavor. And yep. it's really neat. Yeah. And like I said, we, um, Jeff Pendergrass, we talked to him a couple of weeks ago. We ha- interviewed him and he's a small game coordinator for um, Kansas. Like I said, he's the quail and guru of Kansas, a uh, quail and pheasant guru of Kansas. Um, so we will be staying um, uh, in pretty close proximity for the first few days of where he's at. Uh, we're going to hunt with him on Tuesday morning. So we're going to get there. We're going to scout Friday. Um, don't know. I'm going to kind of give everyone a heads up there. I mean, we're basically traveling hunters. We live in East Tennessee. All we've got here is a handful of grouse and uh, enough quail to probably in East Tennessee to fill up a good thick suitcase. You know, so we're traveling hunters. I was talking to Nick Larson from Project Upland this week, and uh, he had messaged me and said that he had listened to the podcast and liked it and wants to interview us. And, you know, he said, hey, I think a, a, a traveling hunter would be a good segment with y'all. He said, because y'all have traveled to do everything. And that's really, you know, it really, that's what I've had to do all my life to bird hunt. I've had to travel. Well, excuse me, not all my life. For the past 15 years, we've had to travel. I mean, if you're going to find birds, you've got to hit the road. Mm-hmm. So for the guys that are not used to going out of state, I'm going to throw you kind of a, a, a pro tip here and there. Go a day early. We're going to northwest Kansas. Um, a couple of, well, it's me and Brian and Leslie. And Le- Brian was supposed to be here on the podcast night, but O'Brien's out chasing bucks. He killed a big buck yesterday morning, so he had to go back out today. But uh, go out a day early. This is pro tip. I was throwing at you here. Go out a day early and scout. You can, yes, you can scout. People say scout. Yes, drive around because it don't matter if you've hunted Farmer Joe's Milo field for the past 20 years. Guess what? Farmer Joe might have sold or Farmer Joe's Milo might still be standing. Well, and what we know for sure, because there's so many uncertainties when you're, when you go out to go hunting. But one thing you know for sure, the birds are where the habitat is, right? And the habitat changes um every year based on the conditions and so if habitat conditions are different then you might need to adjust your area that you're hunting in and that and so yeah if you can get out there if you're not already fortunate enough to live in an area where you see it every day and you know what the conditions are like you need to show up early and spend some time scouting so that you're you know not I don't want to say wasting your time because any day outside is, is a good yeah, day. It's not, yeah, you, yeah. And, you you know, just make sure, you know, see what cornfields are cut, what cornfields aren't, um, what milos cut, what milos aren't. See what's in CRP this year and, mm-hmm. and you know, make sure it's not in, you know, milo this year. Or make sure it's, you know, not in just pasture this year. You know, it's go out a day early. That's the pro tip number one. Go out a day early and scout. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go out Friday drive around, put a bunch of miles. We're actually going to stop by uh, my breeder buddy in, in in Kansas, in Pittsburgh, Kansas. His name is John Prince. It owns Prince's Quality Gun Dogs, the best short, hair, short hairs. Let in the con- me tell you this dog we've got and from him. The best is- short hairs in the country. I've, I've bar none. I've seen them from A to Z. I've seen these. Th- if you want now, these, these short hairs aren't for everybody. These short hairs... 
well, I'm not going to say that because they're not all. John's dogs are just so darn smart. I mean, I'm not going to say there's no training needed because I train dogs and every dog needs training. But these dogs are, they're just in. Oh, the my, prey drive's insane. Oh, oh my gosh, prey drive is insane on these dogs. And, and Octa's just a good dog all around. She's super duper smart. Um, but like I said, we're going to John Prince, a buddy of mine. If you're interested in the short hair, we're going to have John on a couple, couple of podcasts from now. Um, we're probably, we're going to do some tailgate sessions from Kansas. I know we will. So next week we might have a couple just like the grouse trip in Michigan. That's actually our goal is to throw out. This one's coming out, um, in the morning. It's, uh, November the 8th right now. This is going to come out the 9th on Monday morning, uh, at, um, well, Sunday night at midnight, Monday morning, midnight, whatever you want to say. But we put them out every Monday. But next week, we'll, we will have our Monday podcast. But we might even have a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. We're going to be there for like, oh, Lord, I don't know, eight or nine days. So we probably just do this like Michigan. We're going to we're gonna keep you all updated on how things are going. Um, but anyways, off uh, back on the subject, we're going to stop by John's house Friday morning and pick up a couple more dogs. Uh, I've been talking to him. Of course, I talk to him all the time anyways, but I said, Hey man, we're coming out. I said, you got anything you want to take? He said, yeah. He said, stop by. He said, I've got a couple on Sam Wee. So, um, and I know when I get dogs from John, I don't have to worry about them in the field. All I have to do is shoot. I mean, these dogs, you know, he's, John's a, a great, exceptional breeder and a great trainer also. And, um, if you're looking for short hair, send me a message. I can hook you up with John. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to hopefully be at John's house Friday morning around daylight, a little after daylight. Um, we're going to drive all night. And then we're going to basically get a breather at John's, probably an hour walk around and, and talk and catch up. And we're going to hit the road again for another um, four hours and, and and drive the rest of the way. And we're going to, like I said, we're fixing to, uh, we'll be burning a lot of gas. We're going to drive and do a lot of scouting. Um, I've had some people... Uh, text i've had some some emails and some facebook messages and instagram messages um just giving a few i'm not going to say dropping dots but they've kind of told me you know hey check here this is good we're here you know we live here this is we've been kind of doing some scouting and you need to check this area and some other people you know we've hunted this this areas you know for years check them out so we're going to put a lot of miles on friday and then we're going to hit opener Saturday morning hard. We're going to try to get everybody some pheasants, get the pheasants out of the way. I know I don't, I keep saying get the pheasants out of the way, but I'm, I love covey hunting. I love hunting the Bob White. And we're taking pointing dogs. Um, we're going to take a truckload of short hour, short hour. I always say short hours, short hairs. And, uh, and one, we're going to take our wire hair male. We've got a wire hair male. Um, that we've actually just started training on actually, but he's not, I'm not going to leave him at home. Uh, we're going to do a gun introduction this week and he's not going to get dropped every time we stop drop the tailgate, but I'm going to let him get into some wild birds and, and just get him some contacts. That's, um, there's, there's not a better trainer in the world than wild birds. So I'm going to, um, drop Amos. He, my wire hair male's name's Amos. I'm going to drop Amos and, you know, three or four times and let him get some, get some contacts. And, uh, I don't know, he might just depends on how things go. Shoot. He might hit the ground every day. Never can tell. But, um, so that's our plan, uh, for Friday. And like I said, Saturday mornings, the opener, we're going to be somewhere 
ready to hunt Saturday morning, and we're excited. Like I said, we've got a big meeting set up with a big company. We're nailing that down this week, hopefully. Um, so jump on. Everybody needs to be a patron. It's going to be big. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's talk about pigeons, y'all. We have been. Yes, we're talking about. I won't talk about Amos. We have. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's talk about Amos. Well, we're I, where Which I was going to go to with talking that. about yeah, pigeons. Yeah, well, Amos is uh, um, our four and a half month old uh, wire hair from Bone Point Kennels. Yeah, he got him from Bone Point Kennels Kelly in Oregon. Jobs. We flew out to. Uh, Oregon and Kelly Jobs is a wire hair breeder in Oregon. We're we're going to get um, Kelly on also if you like wire hairs. Kelly's a real um, knowledgeable breeder. And um, but anyways, so we've built this new pigeon coop because I get tired of hauling birds around everywhere, and I like to just be able to train with them and turn them loose and let them go back to the coop. But uh, we've been working Amos. Uh, I think yesterday morning, yeah, today's Sunday. Yeah, yesterday morning we worked Amos. And, uh, I mean, he's come a long way. Uh, he, dogs develop super duper fast. Um, he's at that stage where it's about obedience right now and just bringing a natural point out in him. And he's been a, a hoot to work with. I mean, three or four birds yesterday morning, um, we put, we put him on the ground and he was just going across the scent cones and just dive in on the trap. I use launchers. <laughs> And, you know, in three or four pigeons, you know, he's he's looking, you know, he's throwing that front foot up and sticking that tail out. He knows what, getting to know what it's about. So uh, we're going to do a lot of heavy training this week with Amos. Short sessions, of course, I don't want to wear him out. But um, Amos is going to know what it's about before we go out. And uh, we've been working with him. I've had him for, what, three months, two months, August 28th, two months. I've had him for two months. Um, he's going to know what it's all about. Um trying to wrap my work season up actually i'm a landscaper also and trying to get my work season wrapped up and it pretty much did last week but uh i've got a little to do this week but it's going to be you know bird dogs heavy bird dogs heavy you know i like training four and five days a week you know sometimes six days a week but uh amos will be ready when we get there we've been uh we We've got some pigeon. Did you ever put those videos up on Instagram or Facebook or anything? I did. I mean, I wish that I could have not had all up there, but um, one of the videos was pretty long. So I've but... got homing pigeons that is in my loft, but the, it's a new loft. So anybody that knows anything about pigeons, and I actually raced pigeons for a little while, but so I know probably more about pigeons than a lot of, you know, you're just normal dog breeders or just somebody's got pigeons. So... I've got homing pigeons that I've got, of course, like I said, they've been in their um, loft for a week. I'm going to keep them there another two or three weeks before I start exercising them. But so, so I've got this new, I actually bought a new boat the other day. Um, we love to duck hunt too. Uh, I bought a new duck boat the other day and um, I told her, I said, Lizzie, we got to go catch some birds to train with. And she's done this with me before, and she loves it. It's actually fun. It is fun. And, and so I said, we're going. We got a bridge that we go to. That's about, Lord, the bridge is probably twenty foot off the water. The bottom of the bridge is where the pigeons are at. And so, with me standing on a boat deck, I'm like, I'm six foot tall, and I'm you know two foot off the water on the boat deck. So I've got like, the bridge is probably sixteen or seventeen foot high. So I've got this dip net system that I've got rigged up that literally I can reach twenty foot. 
I can reach the bottom of a 20 foot bridge with it. It's a super long, huge dip net. So there's some videos. If you want to see somebody catching pigeons at night out of a boat and almost falling in the lake a hundred times, go check it out. Is it on Instagram or Facebook or both? I I think it's on both. On Instagram, it's hard to tell that it's on there, I think, because I posted it with a couple pictures, too. So you have to scroll over so that you can see the video because I think it's a I actually went in there and edited that. Did you fix that? Yes, I said that there's a video in the just got to tap the link okay yeah so it's funny though because i didn't start videoing when we first went out and it was and then i realized i probably should video and at first i started videoing just to show my um oldest daughter she lives in wyoming and um i was wanting to show her what we were doing because she had called and said what are you guys doing so we're gonna catch pigeons and she said y'all are crazy and so i wanted to show her what we were doing but i swear at one point josh is like catching a pigeon with a net and then grabbing one with his hand in the air (laughs) and i'm like this is some steve Irwin stuff going on here like this it was so funny we're not catching these in a barn loft i've caught pigeons in a barn loft and that's gravy no no this is under a bridge on a boat in the dark in the dark and um and so i can't i'm not good with the net because i'm shorter and so I have to reach up higher with the net. It's and just it's hard for her to control the net. Hard to easy, control yeah. the net. But at one point, and I did get this on video, Josh catches three because he'll like swing it and get one and then he'll like flip it and then grab another and then flip it and grab another. Now, every one of these pigeons I'm catching are flying because these pigeons, as soon as you crank that light on, uh, they normally take off. It's the bridge has like... It's got like a shoulder on the bridge that kicks out. So you can't just stick your net up against it and trap the pigeons against it. I wish you could. It'd be a lot easier. So when I get close to them, I crank my light on. I tap the bridge a few times and make them fly. So all these pigeons are flying around. It's fun. Just go on Instagram and watch it. Some of them fly. Some of them hang on for dear life and yeah. just hope he goes away. But anyway, it it, don't work it's out fun. We them. catch them. And, we caught 20. And then I we... grab them and stick them in the cage. And What did we end up? We caught 24 the other night. 20. and about. 15 minutes yeah it was like 30 so minutes fun. maybe yeah like it's it's fun it gets to the point where you're like okay we got to stop catching these but it's just so fun <laughs> doing it i love it it's it's not a sport i don't know i guess you kick out and a sport. so it's we, fun we took these pigeons um and put them in the lofts with the homing pigeons mm-hmm. and um then we took like josh said we were training amos and trying to get amos to be birdie you know and Bill's so pray drive yeah, we put them in the um, launchers, and um, and then what Josh would do, would he was just releasing them. So then they fly off, you know, and they probably go right back to the bridge. Oh, yeah, they yeah, so go we, right back. We, We're about seven or eight miles from the bridge, the way the crow flies. If six they. or seven of them, I think. We so, like, we yesterday. weren't shooting them or anything. No. We were just, like, um, having Amos point them and then, you know, releasing them. But, um, so anyway, we've got all these pigeons how many are in the coop now well we had 24 we caught 24 we released seven so that's 17 plus we had eight in there so we've got about 25 26 in the in the loft right yeah now. um anyway now it, if you feed the, a lot of feral pigeons will stay if you feed them because uh, i'm sure the a lot of the ones we caught were squeakers i could tell by yeah. the size of them you know they were they were squeakers, which means a pigeon that isn't uh, 
um, usually less than 30 days old. Some of them are a little older that hasn't flown and learned home yet. So a lot of those pigeons, you feed them two or three weeks in your loft and they're, that's home for them. You know, they're not going to leave. You can, you can train. So basically out of 25 that I've caught, we'll end up getting five or six that won't leave. Um, you'll be able to train with them like you do homers. And that, that is intention. You've got, of course, you need to vaccinate all your wild pi- uh, pigeons. You need to, you know, worm them for foul pox and, or worm them and then treat them for foul pox and, and all this stuff. So, and that's something else. If you want any information on, um, pigeons, <coughs> excuse me. If you want any information on how to catch pigeons, what you need to do to pigeon, you know, with pigeons, when you catch them, can you keep them with your, you know, your, your homers? Just, if you got any kind of questions on pigeons, feel free to shoot me an email at, uh, upland under, or excuse me, upland away at gmail.com or Instagram message or Facebook message up on outdoor adventures on Facebook. Upland yeah, you underscore can trap away. them too. If you don't have a yep, boat and you can't can trap go, them. or a bridge, like, you know, we really have a sweet spot to go. We've but. got a sweet spot and it's literally, 150 yards from a boat ramp so we put in and you control over there but we always run the big motor what, over there. like a 20 minute drive from the house from where we live now yeah it's 20 minute drive from the farm it's about a 10 minute drive yeah from where the coop is yeah from yeah, yeah from where the coop and like i said it's about it's actually probably about the way the crow flies is only lord it's about three or four miles yeah probably four maybe five at the most yeah. so but anyways so though yeah those pigeons we used yesterday they're they're back under the bridge and probably sitting there like whoo man that was close but um, <laughs> that if you got any questions on pigeons we'll be you know feel free to ask we're going to kansas back on the kansas deal we're going to kansas um we're going to be gone thursday through the following sunday so we're going to hunt eight or nine days we've got some uh, you know a meeting set up uh, with a potential sponsor and it's going to be big we keep saying that but it's it's going to be huge anyways um we got that, and if you're out in Kansas, in, in western Kansas, northwestern Kansas, look us up. If you're out there, you see our truck. I drive a GMC Sierra 1500 four-wheel drive with a white... With the tag on the front. With a, yep, with the tag on the front. That's You can go on Instagram and see it. And we'll actually have, I'm going to try to have our podcast logo and maybe our Instagram and and all that stuff on the side glass or the rear glass. If you see us driving around, shoot us a message. Heck, flash your lights at us. Pull us over. We'd love to talk and meet our, meet our fans, Absolutely. you know, meet our listeners. I, we might even go hunt with you, you know, or you can go hunt with us or something. I mean, we're we're hunting walk-in. Everything we're hunting is walk-in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, well, we've got some other places to hunt too, but it's all public. We're not going to... Uh, be hunting private land so i mean well unless we get taken to private land by somebody yeah. but you know we're the we're plan is to be more than happy to hook up with somebody if they want to go with us for you know half a day or a day or whatever it's i'm just i love to meet new people and make friends that's what it's all about in this business i'm not going to hoard any spots because you pay your taxes just like i do and and uh, we all own all the ground out there so um or or on the public land and the walk-in hunting access is open to everybody. And like I said, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that's going to say, Hey, won't you come over here with us? We have found them. That's the type of guy, you know, I am. And, and Leslie's the same way. So, uh, I look us up. If you see us out there look us up, if you're wondering if it's us, just shoot us a message. Say, Hey, are you at mile marker, blah, blah, blah. Or are you staying here? You know, uh, we'd love to meet our listeners, but 
I don't know. I'm just excited about the Kansas trip. I just really want to get some work on these dogs and me too. And the what, the amount of people that we've talked to about it and stuff and everything. I'm just like, man, this is gonna be like bird hunting palooza. Like yeah, it is. It 2020. is 2020. If you've not got a hotel, you're too late. I will tell you that. <laughs> it's kind of like the UP. We went up there the first weekend and. Lord of mercy, we had to spend three times what a hotel room should cost the first night. And then the next night we stayed in something that I normally wouldn't stay in and Mm -hmm. just to have rooms. But during the week was a little bit better. But if you're, if you're not got a hotel yet, just, you might want to wait till Monday to come up. But, um, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, what else is is new on the horizon or what else do we need to talk about i'm this we're floating by the seat of her pants if as y'all can tell um be looking for us on project upland um in the near future nick uh messaged me the other day and and is wanting to do a podcast so we'll be we'll be there in the near future check out cable gangs once again check out cable gangs check out dakota 283 kennels yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean... If you want to save some money on Dakota 283, become a patron. I can probably save you a little bit anyways. Just shoot me an email or a, a message if you want to save some money. If, you want, if you're interested in Dakota 283, shoot me a message. Messenger, you know, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, email, whatever. If you're interested in 283, go ahead and shoot me a message. I'm going to save you some money. Patrons, you're going to get a bigger discount. Mm-hmm. They're good-looking kennels. I like the orange. Um, and there's several different colors. Oh, they got like eight or nine colors, yeah. Yeah. And they have other neat products, too. What gun are you going to take with you to Kansas? Duh. My CZ. CZ Drake? Mm-hmm. 20-gauge. Who was it I heard on their podcast saying they were shooting the same gun? Ron Bame. Ron Bame. Yeah, he shoots a CZ Drake. Yep. Um, he I'm would, because we're both awesome. We know what we're doing. I'm taking a Franke. Anyways, I'm taking a <laughs> You both are. I'm taking a Franke 20-gauge AL-48 made in 1968. That's been totally revamped. Hey, that's one thing I was going to say. If y'all are in Kansas, look me up and look at my gun. Check my gun out. Yes. You're going to say, that is the sweetest looking Franke that I've ever saw in my life. Mm-hmm. It's modern. Am I a hipster? I'm not a hipster. I'm too old to be a hipster. I'm not what do they call them. You at? couldn't be a hipster if you tried. I don't wear skinny jeans, but you don't have to be wear skinny jeans to be a hipster. Uh, well, I think you have to drink PBR, and you don't drink PBR. No, or IPAs. Yeah, I think what they're called IPAs. Yeah, I don't know what that stands for, but I hear. I, I think you can drink an IPA and not be a hipster, but you. But I think, I think you. What does IPA stand for? I don't know interpersonal alcoholism or something <laughs> I, I have no know. idea i don't drink i don't know what it stands for ipa I, i've heard a lot of the younger crowds saying they drink ipa so um i'm gonna make people a are probably bold sitting here statement laughing. and say that people drink ipa just to say they drink ipa because i don't like ipas and i like beer like i but i i don't even like the taste of beer i don't like IPAs, yeah. So I don't know. 
Tell me I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Change know. my mind. So what you're saying is people just drink IPAs just to say they drink IPAs? Well, you know, because they're like, well, I'm I'm a beer connoisseur, so I drink IPAs. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I don't. How did we get from my Franky to an IPA? Well, you started talking about. Oh, yeah, because my front is cool. Yeah, I'm not a hipster because of my gun, but you look at my gun, you're going to say your gun's sweet. I don't think any hipsters even have shotguns. I don't know. Yes, they do. There's a lot of hipster bird hunters. There's a lot of, I'm not going to say, I don't know what to say, but there's a lot of people getting into hunting, a lot of millennials, I'm going to say, which is I'm very thankful for because we have got to get people hunting you know that's the next generation and not just well they're not really the next generation well they're a generation behind us i mean i'm mid 40s hey you know when i saw i'm not gonna say how old day, she is uh, he is 44 and a half oh my i turned 44 uh, like a month ago and i'm 44 and a half she said this ever since i turned 44 anyways mm-hmm. go ahead be careful you're almost 45 <sighs> what was you gonna say um so the other day I was looking at our social media and stuff and I was just going through, which we follow like all the, I don't know if there's any upland bird hunting groups or anything that we don't follow or whatever. But, um, I noticed like it's, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it looks like locally here, there's more interest in um upland bird hunting it seems like there's more people i'm seeing talk about it now where are you saying from uh, from the southeast of the that's our purpose i know and so i think that's pretty rad because like like we talked about before on other podcasts i don't remember exactly which ones but um you know we are a little different because a lot of the people that have podcasts and uh you know upland hunting podcasts they're living in those areas or close to those areas and exactly and we're not no (laughs) excuse me we're not and um and we do you know we we've hunted rough grouse here they're there there's just not plentiful we shot one last time we was out the only time we've been out this year local we shot a grouse yeah and you know so we are wanting to be more involved and we are getting more involved with like rough grouse society and you know, we're, we're interested in, you know, habitat management and and helping those numbers go up. But I just think it's neat because, you know, when you live in the southeast, you know, duck hunting is big. Yep. Uh, deer hunting is well, I mean, big. People say, you duck hunt? And, I'm like, dude, we live on the Tennessee River. Yes, we duck hunt. <laughs> and so to see people, more and more people um, talking about upland hunting lately I don't know if I'm just becoming more aware of it or if maybe there is more of a, like... Well, probably... Movement for it. And, I mean, Ref Graph Society could be one reason why there is. There's more talk about it. And, and Quail, for, Quail Forever. Quail Forever. We've got some, you know, we've got a pretty couple of pretty strong groups around here. But you are more in the Upland game than you've ever been, of course, because you're with me. And that's, I'm an Upland nut. But you, it's partly that. But it is partly... A lot of these new kids that are growing up nowadays are, and I'm glad for this, you know, they sit and watch 
hunting shows that we didn't have when we were growing up. That is exactly, it's funny that you just said that because while the words were coming out of your mouth, I was already thinking that. I yeah. think that, you know, having YouTube now yep. and um, having all the, Social the shows media, on the yeah. Outdoor Channel and like the Flush and yep. stuff like that and these podcasts, um, it's, it's, you know, I could tell you a million different reasons why I don't like social media, but the, that's one reason why it, you know, it's really changed the hunting scene because you have ways now of knowing more about different kinds of hunting and how to get into it and stuff. And so I think you're right. I think that watching those shows and listening to the podcasts and, and stuff, it's just really opening people up to some new experiences yeah. that they they might not have had because they didn't you know that's not readily available here yep. and their grandpa and their uncle might not have done it you know you're yep. in a generation where you grew up doing it because you know before um well everybody in my family done it and used to you know a lot of the people. habitat was different we had yeah. more habitat here yeah. and so the you know you were blessed enough that you had those experiences with the older folks and yeah. in your family and everything where you were you were brought into the dogs and the hunting and 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 all that and so i think it's really cool to see people say hey you know what i'm interested in this is anybody else around here interested yeah. in this and can we go hunting and yeah I mean, when, so, I, when I grew up, you know, we had the only outdoor thing that you saw on TV, literally. Now, this is, I'm speaking the truth. There was VCR tapes that you could rent for 99 cents at the local, you know, video store that usually had about 10 or 12 hunting videos. And that was, you know, Dan Fitzgerald shooting deer with a crossbow, or that was Bill Jordan when he first came out. I mean... When he was, or um, what's the other guy's name? Bill Jordan uh, with Real Tree. I wish I could remember not, all their names because, Tree, like, but, I grew um, up watching all those videos. Buckmasters, yeah, the Buckmasters. Okay, when I was ten years old, I remember, and this is going to bring back a lot of memories for a lot of people. I remember at ten years old, not even ten years old, probably eight, nine years old, laying in my room on Sunday night. It's the only time that you've seen outdoor channels on TV, the Nashville network, it was called TNN. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky enough to have cable, and we actually was lucky enough to have cable, the TNN network, the Nashville network, TNN, had Bassmasters, mm -hmm. and it had the Buckmasters, and they come on back to back, and that's all we had back then. So it was either deer hunting or bass fishing if you wasn't you know, brought up in the upland community, and... Bass fishing's huge and deer hunting's huge. Bill Dance, and Orlando Bill, Wilson fishing it, show. Yep, there was four or five shows. Yep, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I wasn't even thinking of Orlando Wilson. Yeah. You tell the kind of wife I've married. She's <laughs> the best ever. <laughs> Roland Martin, Orlando mm -hmm. Wilson, Bill Dance, the Buckmasters and the Bassmasters, and that was old Bob Cobb. Hey, everybody, we're coming to you from the Ohio River. And, and <laughs> you know, I loved it. And, but now, what I'm getting at here is now... Even I find myself guilty. Well, we do. Mm -hmm. We we sit on the couch when we're watching TV, and what's on ninety no a hundred percent of the time, unless it's Saturday and we're watching football, we're watching the Outdoor Network, Outdoor Channel. We're watching Sportsman's Channel. You can go on YouTube right now. We see we watch if we if there's nothing on the Outdoor Channel or Sportsman's Channel, we 
We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube looking at bird hunting. You know, mm-hmm. we're looking at... It's an endless supply right now. You know, the flush comes up. Golly, bum, I've got the hiccups. Uh, no. The flush comes on. The foul life of Chad Bell, and I like duck hunting, so we watch duck hunting. But, I mean, there's endless supply now. So any kind of hunting you want to do, it's very accessible. So that's leading, I think, to the incline in the Upland Hunter numbers that you were talking about mm-hmm. and Facebook groups. Uh, social mm-hmm. media is huge. I mean, look at Nick Larson, AJ DeRosa. What have they done with the Project Upland? Mm-hmm. It is blown up. Well, and it's and straight up social media. It's it, the marketing. Well, and, and not just the social media. I mean, yes, that is what the driving factor is, I believe, for driving like a new passion in people. Mm-hmm. But it would still be really hard for people to go out west from the southeast and go on these adventures, you know, and try this new thing if it wasn't for Onyx. Oh, yeah. If it yeah. wasn't for all the new mapping systems oh, yeah. and everything, which I have yeah. a, I used to be a GIS specialist and I have a minor in GIS. And, Let and people I, know what GIS is. Um, geographic information systems. Um, so, so basically she used to map out territories and when you pull up something on the internet, a map of, you know, somewhere in Wyoming or Oregon, chances are she's probably the one that made that map of the well, area as well there's a lot of people that do it but yeah there's maps out there there's a lot of maps i've made and i've made maps for fires for wildfires and and worked on wildfires in the trailer you know all night long making maps for these guys when so they know the next day where they're going out to and stuff but but that technology has really made it more um it's public yeah, it's made Accessible. like well, public land. You know, when I was growing up, and you know, which we were just saying, bass fishing, uh, deer hunting. You know, those are the big things around here that you know we had videos we could watch, or you know, that's what people do because that's what we had locally. But, um, you know, now, um, where was I going with this? I don't know. Crap, man, I'm old. But anyway. Um, so now, you know, you can go out West and you can, you can find the maps, you can plan a trip and not, not I ever mean, be there. You can do it from your couch. Yeah. And, and I mean, we and didn't really get a good idea of where to go. Yeah. We didn't have that luxury before. Oh, no. And, and now we paper maps. We and... do. Oh, public land. That's where I was going. So, I mean, think back to when you were a kid, how much did you really hear that much talk about what kind of public land was in the United States? I mean, honestly, and I feel really kind of ignorant when I say this, but before I moved out west to where there was such vast areas of public land, I didn't know much about it. And I didn't really know that there was that much land out there available that I could go out on and camp and hunt and fish and just walk around and recreate and enjoy that, you know, my tax dollars were paying for. And um, when I moved out west and I, and I started getting interested in a career in land management, I was just in absolute shock that I didn't know more about it because no one really talked about it. Because we live in the southeast, we live, you know, we're we're public land poor here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so what our 
families Meaning did. Meaning we don't have a lot of family. Yeah, what our, our families did, you know, you have to get in on leases for hunting or you have to get permission from landowners or own your own land that you hunt on. That's and, the way it is now, yeah. Yeah, and it's still that way. And so, so people, you go out west and you realize what a gem it really is to oh, be yeah. able to have that opportunity. And so I think that people knowing more about public land which we've had that big public land movement in the last like five years where mm-hmm. people you know because there was talk at one time of of taking away public land mm-hmm. and um, and so um you know i there for longest it, it terrified me the whole thought of that and i would hashtag everything this land is your land this land is my land you yeah. know every time i was outside hiking or hunting or anything because um man it is such an asset that we all need to know about and take advantage of. And and so it excites me to think that, you know, not only are these people in the Southeast now um, looking at other hunting opportunities, Mm -hmm. you know, like upland hunting and stuff and and going out westward and and taking part in those, but they're learning more about public land too and that it exists. And there's all these places that are there for them to go and enjoy and, and I don't know, it just gets me really excited. Well, I mean, it's just like this podcast. I mean, podcasts are big nowadays. You know, in the in the early 2000s and mid-2000s, well, the early 2000s, it was, um, well, 10, 12 years ago, it was blogs. And then it went to vlogs, which is a video <laughs> blog, basically. And now podcasts are, podcasts are huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go on Apple Podcasts. And you can search a podcast on anything that you want to know from picking your nose to (laughs) making beer, I guess, and to bird hunting, to deer hunting, whatever you want to do, there's a podcast. I mean, seriously. I know. And that is a great way, you know, to, and I think that's a big way that people's getting interested in just listening to podcasts. Um, I mean, it's, there's all kinds of, if you're out there, there's people like me and Ron Bame and, and Tyler Webster <clears throat> that we grew up doing it. There's a lot of us out there that, that I've been bird hunting. For, I'm 44. I've been bird hunting for 35 years. Lord, 35 years at least. I know before I was 10 years old, I'm 35, 36 years, that we came in and we were born into it. I'm going to say you're born into it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were born into it. Um, so people like us have from the south where i'm from that's not that don't live in a bird rich environment such as maybe the you know the dakotas or the midwest or you know michigan's upper peninsula upper peninsula or used to there was grouse all over michigan you know uh, it's kind of they've moved a little further north unfortunately because of the habitat but anyways um people like us you know, here I'm fortunate enough to be born into it down south. The people that are not born into it, they're not used to. And even our my dad, they they didn't travel and hunt. Nobody traveled and hunted. But but now, you know, people from where I'm where we're from, if we're gonna hunt, we're gonna have to travel. And I think you know a new what they call a new onset hunter twenty years ago. Who would want to get into it when the bird when there was no birds here if he had to go to Kansas to bird hunt? You're not going to get a new guy into anything and say, you've got to travel 15 hours to do it. Mm-mm. You know, and so now, you know, they're looking at all this information like, 
good grief. Now I know how to, you know, where to find them. I know uh, how to find, you know, what they're using their habitats because all this source of media that we've got going on. So now I can be Joe Blow that sat in my mama's basement all my life and be 30 years old and see this hunting video on, uh, you know, of some guy shooting these birds in Kansas. And in 10 minutes, I'll know where to go hunt them. I'll know what kind of equipment I got to get. Shoot, I might even have, you know, $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 in my pocket. Go buy me a bird dog. It's so easy to get into it now, and I and I, that's awesome. We have got, and and I hate to say this really bad, but COVID mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. I promise you, hunter numbers are out the roof. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny the which I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail, so I'll just make it quick. But the things that COVID have affected, I mean, in a weird way, things you wouldn't think of, like, um, you know, people that sew have had a hard time finding fabric. And oh, people yeah. that can couldn't find jars and jars lids, jar lids and stuff like that, which we dealt with. But it's huh. like, it's it's not just because manufacturing was slowed down because... Pl- of the shutdown it's also because people started to realize hey all these luxuries that i've taken advantage of over the years maybe i should get back to the roots that i had and the way that people used to live and maybe i should do these things and so now people are doing more of their own yep stuff you know they're canning more they're I'm, i bet more people in this area that we live in had a garden this year oh yeah then not they, just our area i promise you i've seen it everywhere yeah people are are growing more food you know they're hunting more food they're they're i think that it just when you're in such an uncertain situation you want to get back to the things that are certain i bet i bet more dogs more puppies have been placed in homes this year for, oh, from breeders i bet i mean people's are owning bird dogs now that's never owned a bird dog in their life mm-hmm. yeah i think that you know the slowdown it the one of the positives i guess we could take away from covid is like the slowing down of our lives um has really made us reevaluate a lot of how we live and mm-hmm. and what we choose to do with our time mm-hmm. and and i think that's awesome they said i forget what they said but uh, in Tennessee, the the number of turkey hunters this year were up. I forget how 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 what. Yeah, I wish I could remember that sales. statistic, it but roof. it really did go like. And you know, I'm hoping the roof. You know, I'm hoping that you know we turkey hunt. We're hunters. I mean, I love to shoot anything. I've got a 13 year old boy. His name's Carson. That I promise you, that kid will not roll out of the bed to shoot a deer, and he shot deer. It don't get him a bit more excited than a man in the moon. But I promise you, if it flies. This kid loves to hunt it. He loves, he he's 13 years old, and if it's opening morning of duck season, he's on my bed at 3 o'clock in the morning hollering, Dad, get up, let's get up, go. But anyways, I'm hoping that the number of hunters, we're getting back to the turkey situation here, I'm hoping that the number of hunters that, I hope the turkey population don't take suffer from it, because I know there was a ton <laughs> killed this year, and pheasants and, and quail. I mean, I bet grouse numbers. Well, and that's why we have um, wildlife I, management agencies. Yeah, and they say that they, hunters can't affect the population. I mean, they said yeah. they can a little bit, but it's only like, you know, 10% of the, you know, the 
uh, fatalities of any bird, you know, is hunters. So I know that we're not going to affect numbers. Trust me, we did not affect whew. the ruffed grouse population in Michigan. We affected the turkey population in spring <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we did, we did. We, but but no, I mean, I you know I I know that there's some people out there with the mentality. Well, I don't want anybody else doing it because I want it all to myself. You the know? wrong mentality. And that's you know, Josh and I just had a discussion. I mean, you guys just don't even know how much we talk about this stuff. But anyway, we had a discussion today, just driving down the road about why we why we hunt and about hunting for the kill or or hunting for the hunt and right yeah and we honestly hunt for the hunt yeah you know? i don't care and if i kill a the when kill? i drive 15 hours it's nice to to have a tailgate picture but you know what man her was talking today if we drive to kansas next week and spend nine days and don't kill but five or six pheasants and six or eight quail i'm tickled to death i i've yeah it's that's not i mean we love the dogs we want to see the dogs work we want to be outside we want to see some new hunting areas we want to talk to the people we want you know there's so much more to hunting than the kill and i and so i know i'm very well aware there's a lot of people out there that it's all about the kill but in my mind i don't know that you really do you really love hunting that much if it's well, all about the kill? I, I'll tell you, if it's all about the kill, to me, bird hunting. Now, it's different deer hunting and turkey because that's what you're out there for. You know, you're out there. It, it's not well. I not don't know. I no, wouldn't I don't say guess, that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. It's, I would not say that because... The journey is... It is. And seeing the... Okay, so, so turkey hunting, for example. I had just as much fun those days that I didn't kill a turkey... When I had the hair stand up on the back of my neck because one was gobbling right behind me and I couldn't do yeah. a thing about it. Or whenever, you know, we you saw them, we the heard them, yeah. hearing, you know, blowing that peacock call and like hearing them. Shh, that is, you're not supposed to say. <laughs> She's a beginner. She's not supposed to tell you that I blow a peacock call. I mean, we, it was so fun. And yeah, the day that I killed my turkey was great, but every other day to yes. me was just as yeah. great. And I mean, I found ourselves, we hunt together every time we go hunting. Yeah. Every time we hunt, we're together. And I found, even when we're training bird dogs, she goes training nine out of 10 days with me. And, you know, we, we just love being together. I found ourselves yesterday. We was holding hands. We were training dogs, walking through the, Aww. walking down the farm, and we're just holding hands. And it's just, it's, I don't want to get mushy. It, no, I really don't. Yeah. But anyways, Nobody I mean, it's, it's more, that. it's more than just about the kill. It is. But now, I mean, listen, we like to be But now there. listen to this. If you can go to Wisconsin, if you can go to Minnesota, if you can go to the Upper Peninsula and kill 35 and 40 grouse, I've not got nothing negative to Good say to you. Good on you. It's exactly right. Because if that's what you want to do, you pay your habitat dues. You, I mean, you... you I'm not saying I ain't trying to get a bag limit. Okay? No, no, no. I mean, and I may not get a bag limit. I may decide I don't want to get a bag limit one day. But all I'm saying is... That's all right, honey. I'll kill the possession limit. And that's my <laughs> your bag limit both. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I just think that to really love it, and and to make it a long term thing in your life, you've got to love more than you, just the kill. Exactly, because if you're going for the kill, 
you're going to leave more times frustrated and, and disappointed, disappointed and mad exactly and, yeah and you know nobody wants that i like the story we walk away from every trip with the stories yep. with the with the memories with the pictures the yep. moments and and that's you know to me that's that's what it's all about and i mean you know i'm not at all like josh said like not saying don't go kill just walk around and stare at them that's not why we're out there like we want oh no kill. trust me if I, they in front of me they're gonna get killed and oh, we gonna get, shot get frustrated like everybody else whenever something is outsmarted us and 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 it doesn't happen but we we laugh about it and we have we the story to tell and it's always let a me give a perfect example of what we're talking about i know we're so far off in the left field here that we're almost back to right field um <laughs> We, I'm going to give you a perfect example of what we're talking about. We went to the, you know, we went grouse hunting in the Upper Peninsula. There was times, more times than not, that I would not even shoot because I was trying to get her in the correct position because I wanted her to kill grouse. And I would flush the bird or just tell her to be kind of, you know, guiding her in just so she could get a shot. You know what? We went up there and we had 60-something flushes, visible flushes that we saw. We didn't kill but two or three birds. But you know what? I had a killer time. But now I'm going to tell you this right now. Leslie was with me. I was wanting to get her some grouse because she never had done it before. But I can promise you right now, if I would have had another, if, if Brian would have been with us, we could have killed a ton of birds, but it wasn't about to. We had a blast up there. We did. And I could have shot, and I could have been selfish, and we could have killed 15 or 18 birds. But guess what? I wouldn't want to shoot because I knew where the birds... Well, I'm not going to say I knew where the birds come up because you don't never know where grass is coming at. But I was more concentrated on her and get because basically the way I see her, she's hunted all of her life. She's been a big game hunter, but she's just now getting into bird hunting because she's married me. And... I really, really, really was concentrating on her. And if it would have been another person that would, not just her, another new hunter, I would have been the same exact way. I care mm -hmm. more about seeing, even when we're training, I let her carry a gun. I let Brian carry a gun. I don't care to shoot birds. I've killed enough birds to fill the back of a semi. I like seeing other people succeed. But when it gets down to it, when we go to Kansas next week, she's not a new bird hunter no more. <laughs> Brian's not a new bird. Brian's bird hunting. We going to we going to shoot down what we sh you know what we can, what we can kill, but that's not the reason we're going. We're going because we want to see dogs work. We're mm -hmm. going because me, Leslie, and Brian love spending time with each other. We love hunting with each other. We there's never a straight face. Mm -hmm. It is a solid laugh from the time we close the tailgate and leaving the driveway till we open the tailgate and we get home. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do it for. We do it for the love of the hunt, and I am, I'm, I'm excited, and I hope y'all do it for the same reason. And it's all about the dogs. There's no way that I would drive to the Upper Peninsula. There's no way that I would bird hunt if I had to walk up birds. And that's just me. If you love walking, you know, jumping birds yourself and killing them, that and it makes you happy. I'm happy for you. But for me, it's all about the dogs. I love it. I love the dogs too. I love so, the dogs too. And every time I go out. I learned something. Every time we train, I learned something. I'm 45 years old and bird hunting for 35 years. I learn something every time I go out. Yeah. If you're not learning something, you're... 
whether not, it's, you're not in the moment, well, you're not you, paying attention. Yeah, you're just not, whether I mean, it's something you not, super small, like or like what a plant is, and I keep seeing this plant. What kind of plant is this? Yeah. And like I've noticed that when I see this, like yeah. this is where we're seeing the birds and stuff like that. I mean, um, there's just so much more to it than I just got to find this animal and I have to kill it. You know. Yep. So I mean, we're you know we just we just love it and and we hope and the reason we started this podcast was to bring our adventures to you and and of course we're going to interview the coolest people we can find the people you want to hear mm-hmm. uh whether it's dog breeders you know dog trainers biologist another podcast host um like i said we've uh we're up for anything shoot us an email who you want to hear hey I think you'd be, you know, cool if you interviewed this person. And we've actually had people that we've interviewed say, "Hey, you need to interview this person." Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know, it's 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 pretty cool. And I look at it as just a, a big, huge family. When I got into this podcasting thing, me and Les, Les is like, people have got to hear what me and you talk about all the time. Okay. We're just stupid. I hate saying that word, but we are plum stupid. In a good way. In a good way. We never a dull moment at all. We spend a lot of time laughing every day. And and when I got into this podcasting game, you know, I was, I'm 45 and I've always looked at everybody as they put their pants on the same way I do. I don't care if it's me, the president, the whoever. I look at everybody equal. They put their pants on exactly the same way I did. And when we got into this podcasting game, you know, you look up certain people, you know, you hear these podcasts and you look up to, you know, Travis Frank, you know, he's been in, you know, the, uh, the bird dogs for, uh, for a long time. He does the flush TV, Ron Bame. He's done podcasts longer than any Upland podcast been done. Tra- uh, Tyler Webster. Once you start talking to these guys, you realize that they really do put their pants on the same exact way you do. They really love bird hunting for the exactly the same reasons that you do. And it really don't matter to them if they kill a limit. It we're all the same. And like I said, I've noticed since I've been into podcasting, I was like, Oh, I wonder if I could talk to him. Do you, I have talked to all these people and they're just like we are. They're down to earth. Everybody's been good to us. Everybody's been good to us. And we are the same exact way. And I get a lot of feedback, or we get a lot of feedback of, we like listening to your podcast because you're down to earth. You're normal people. Really, everybody's normal people. There's a, there's a, a might be a bad apple here and there that, that thinks that, you know, maybe they put their pants on different than we do. But, you know, stuff will weed itself out and, I've even had people say, you know, don't interview him on a podcast, you know, because mm-hmm. he really is, you know, thinks he, mm-hmm. but most of the people are just like we are. And if, like I said, once again, if you see us in Kansas, pull us over, tickle me to death to talk to people. Oh my goodness. And, like we love it. We love talking to and people. And we've met a ton of people. Me and Nick Adair from Gundog It Yourself was supposed to go bird hunting. He'd messaged me when, or Monday, I think, and said, you want to go, you know, grouse hunting Saturday? And, and we had intentions of going grass hunting yesterday, but something come up. Uh, um, he had something he had to do that he couldn't get to it. But I mean, don't don't be afraid. What I'm getting at is don't be afraid to email or shoot your favorite podcaster a message and and say, hey, let's go hunting. 
if we're in your area, shoot us a message. I don't care to go hunting with you. I'd love it. It'd tickle us. Maybe I know something that could help you. Maybe you know something that could help me. You know, I've I've hunted all my life, and if you're a new bird hunter that says I'd like to learn how to do this, don't be afraid to shoot me a message. If I'm in your area, I'll take you with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. But anyways, we have been rambling for an hour and 20 minutes. I hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. We had no plan for... We had no plan. No, but it's been fun. You can tell the way our podcast went. It went left, right, and back in a circle. But you know what? We love doing it. It's real talk. It's real. It's straight up real talk. It's not scripted. This, This podcast was not... None of our podcasts are scripted, but this one was an outline. This is us rambling. Um... Mm -hmm. I think we, the last structured thing that we was talking about was what guns were taking to Kansas. Right. And we've went plumb off track. Um, Brian's going to be shooting. Brian's going to be taking a Frankie uh, SL. He's going to shoot a Frankie SL 20 gauge. We're all taking 20 gauges with us, by the way. I don't know why I'm talking about it. We're just kind of going around to where we left off. But I'm going to take a Benelli Montefeltro as a backup. And she is going to take a probably a Stoger M3000 as a backup, and Brian will probably take his Benelli Montefeltro's back. That's pro tip number two. If you go out of town hunting, not even if you go out of town hunting, if you go hunting, always take a backup. Mm -hmm. Nothing ruins a hunt quicker than a gun malfunction. Mm -hmm. I mean, straight up, and not just if you've shooting an auto loader. And you can't, you get out there and you think, you know, I'm good. And you get out there and the first covey rise comes up in front of you, you shoot one shell and it jams on you. You're like, oh, son of a gun. Guess what? Take that thing back to the truck and get out your other gun. That's pro tip number two. Always take a backup. Mm-hmm. And take a backup that'll fit you if you got, you know, fortunate enough. Leslie's got a, a, a new M3000 Stoger that she bought the turkey hunt with that she will take with her. She's got a full line of chokes for it as a backup because the gun fits her good. Um, and the chokes for my Stoger also fit my CZ Drake. Yep, yep. They use the same chokes, so yep. that's pretty cool. And I'm going to take my Benelli Montefeltro that uh, um, it's an auto loader that I bought the turkey hunt with. We're straight up 20 gauges. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, we're that federal TSS, I can promise you that stuff is bad news for turkeys. That's right. People said 20 gauge for turkeys. You darn right. I killed one this year at what was it, 68 yards? 68 yeah. yards. <laughs> With that 20 gauge and a, a big mature three-year-old Tom, big beard, turned it a backflip. <coughs> We're 20 gaugers. I love shooting 20 gauge. Um, but anyways, that pro tip number two, always take a backup with you. Um, We're going to load the truck up. We're done packing. I'm actually working on the dog trailer right now. I just purchased a new dog trailer about, I don't know, a month ago, two, three, uh, three weeks ago, I guess it was. And, um, gonna do some stuff to it before we go but uh we're getting ready we've um we're gonna start actually packing tomorrow we're gonna get the totes out and start putting some stuff in them um that'd be pro tip number three um as much traveling hunting as i do don't pack the day before don't pack the day before get your totes out and that's another tip and label them yes label your totes and that's another tip take totes Loose bags are not worth a flip. Mm-mm. Take totes. You can go to your local Rural King tractor supply, whatever. Buy them for six or seven dollars a piece. Um, yeah, we got the good heavy duty ones with the locking lids on the top that um, are 
I mean, waterproof. Like waterproof yeah, they're proof good. And, um, but we take two totes a piece. I take two. She takes two. We take four totes. Brian will take two. I mean, we'll have six totes for, you know, for three hunters and pack them tight. And then we'll have, um, uh, we'll have, Lord of mercy, I'm taking a case of number sixes to pheasant hunt with, taking a case of the seven and a halves. I'll have sixes loaded, you know, while we're walking, and I'll have seven and a halves to hunt singles with if we bust covey of quail. Um, so I've got uh, ammo. I've got a couple of cases of ammo I'll be taking. No, I'm not going to shoot a couple of cases of ammo, but I'm not going to take a box or two and be short. I'm going to take a case of seven and a halves. I'm taking a case of sixes. Um, we're going to take, um, like I said, our bird vest. We'll take all of our stuff. We're going to start packing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't wait till the day before to pack because you can always find stuff that, oh, yeah, this, I forgot to pack this. Just start packing early. Um, I hope this has helped in some way, whether it's a little tip that I've gave or if you just like hearing us ramble or anything about the, you know, the podcast, we'd like to hear the feedback. But like I said, this was kind of an unscripted deal and it's a fly by the seat of our pants podcast, but we're just giving you something to listen to on Monday. And maybe if you're like me and, and drive around on a lawnmower all day or where I literally listen to podcasts 35, 40 hours a week, um, or, you know, just driving down the road on a long commute, give us feedback. We're just real people, real talk, no BS. And, uh, we're or traveling all hunters or all BS. Yeah. All BS, whatever you want to say. We're just traveling hunters that like I said, we have to travel to go, you know, do what we like to do. We got a lot of woodcock around here. Woodcock season's fixing to kick off. Woodcock season actually opens next Saturday, the same day that we're going to be in Kansas and they're here. And we've got woodcock here right now, but when we get back, we'll hit those hard. Um, we don't have a lot of quail here at all and we don't have many grouse. So we're woodcock hunters. We like hunt woodcock and, and uh, stuff like that once in season. But uh, it's been great this week on this podcast. I'm sorry if it bored you to death. <laughs> I think it was good. Um, you know, and I can't wait to see how this week goes and next week goes and what we've got to offer people up on the next podcast that we do. Next podcast will be, we will have Brian on with us. Y'all are going to meet Brian. Y'all are going to either laugh your butts off at Brian or you're going to think, who is this redneck? <laughs> he told me yesterday, I told Brian, I said, you got to be at the house tomorrow. I said, we're going to do the pre-Kansas trip podcast. And I said, uh, I want to have you on so they'll know who you're listening to or who's going to be hunting with us. He's like, they don't want to listen to this hillbilly or they'll have some, I forget what he said. We might but- need a translator. <laughs> everybody's gonna like brian brian will be making some uh he'll be on the next ep- episode um no telling who else we are actually gonna be doing tailgate podcasts from kansas like i said we might get two or three episodes with you know the next not this week but next week so look forward hit the subscribe button please rate and review us i know it it don't take but three seconds you push rate and review and the little five stars come up. Give us five stars if you would. And then take another four or five seconds to type in a little review. We've got nothing but positive. We're all five star. We're, you know, I think we might have a four star. I don't know. But 
We're, we're five out of five stars, it says, on our reviews and, and our, our ratings. And we love you. We love our Patreons. We love our patrons. We love everybody listening. Head on over to patreon.com if you can afford it. If you can't, we're glad you're here anyways. Big discount yep. codes. If you're into discount codes, that's the thing for you. It pays for itself first month. Until next time, we'll be in Kansas. It's been fun. Hope to see you on the road. Love y'all. And we'll see you next week.